0: Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Jessica. And welcome to an Only Murders in the Building sidecast episode of Clue Done It. We're talking about Only Murders in the Building season one episode four. this episode, mm-hmm. which I used this title the last time, but they actually used it for this episode. It's actually titled The Sting, which is lovely on so many levels, but might be <laughs> Jessica's favorite favorite piece of television of all time for one very important reason. I really like Sting. (laughs) She really likes Sting. There is a whole lot of Sting in this episode. It's
1: so great.
0: (laughs) So, So what I will have to say about this is that, like, for many years, I'm going to recant on tape and in public i'm not really tape but you know what i mean uh in public like for many years i gave sting uh, just a horrible time i know sting i'm deeply sorry for whatever wounding <laughs> i did i know you were truly concerned about this nobody's like opinion of you but i did i gave sting a hard time i was like oh sting whatever i what the police are fine but sting on his own blah 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 like the, the rap on sting was that he's just so dang self-serious he was just like I can I have I have tantric sex for 6 hours and Look at me doing my acting and I'm writing, I'm not writing rock and roll songs anymore. I'm very like, look at my arty songs. Like, like
1: he, every other like I, pop, rock. I'm like, just <laughs> saying
0: that was the wrap I Whose sing. concert
1: did we go to this last
0: year? <laughs> this is all part of a larger plan. Okay, okay. But my point is, is that like anybody who still thinks that needs to watch this episode because he takes the piss out of himself so hard in this episode. Yeah, it's
1: great. It's
0: hilarious.
1: (laughs) Yeah. His Moroccan apartment is hilarious as well.
0: He's got a Moroccan (laughs) apartment that he's like leaving to have gutted because he's he's having the thing gutted because he feels so much guilt and internalized shame because he thinks he killed Tim Kono. (laughs) Yes. He thinks he they have this whole sting where they get they bring him a turkey uh, which we'll get to that too. They bring him a turkey and he like admits to killing tim kono and they're like what and then his uh, his assistant anita comes in and is just like you did not kill her." i find it hard to believe i have to say this but he did not kill anybody yeah Um, he was just feeling very guilty over the fact that he so what we found out is that tim kono managed sting's money and sting lost a lot of money Shortly Tim before. Kono
1: lost yeah. uh, a bunch of money for
0: Sting. Millions of dollars. And yeah. apparently Sting like screamed at him and yelled at him and fired him. Yeah. Um, and
1: said, You should kill yourself. Yes. Which which he
0: admits. Which Sting, we learn that when Sting confesses it, and
1: he and everybody in the building, well, most of the people in the building think that Tim Kono did commit suicide. They don't know that Uh, he is murdered. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the official line. So Sting thinks that he is at fault for having suggested this to Tim Kono, and he's
0: practically in tears talking about this. It's hilarious. And then they tell him no they think it's a murder and like the joy, the relief says, on his face is palpable. Oh, what a relief. Yes.
1: Which is an awkward moment for everyone. But then he And then and- he says, "Oh, the building, it's just so full of regret and uh Oh,
0: what does he say? He says it's, guilt
1: um, in every corner or something and Did you write it down?
0: I did not. I did not write it down because I was too busy writing down the lyrics to his song that he writes about it all.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's so great. (laughs) Yes, because he's like, oh, that sounds like a song. And he
0: starts playing the song and he's like, I didn't tilt him Kono, oh, no, so low. So it's it's the worst rhymes in the world. And he's just like. Well, that's Martin Short's character.
1: Oliver says, not going to be on your best of
0: uh album and then uh, yes i'm sorry this has now become a sting but this final line is so great where sting is just like writing songs is hard (laughs) so yes this is a great rebuttal to all those years of thinking he's just this like yes he knows how to take the piss of himself yes how to take the piss out of himself yes he does so there you go so yes (laughs) i can no longer say bad things about sting
1: yeah keep that to yourself right right Wipe that right out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) But how we get there to this turkey thing. Yes,
0: the turkey thing. So
1: I actually called this episode, so this episode, like we said, is called The Sting, which is a play on both the fact that they think they're doing a sting operation with this turkey, but then also uh, it's The Sting. The Sting. Sting, yes. Yeah.
0: Which great little bit when... Mabel pretends she doesn't know who Sting is, and they like go through all these classic rock things, and she's like, wait a minute, Sting, isn't he the guy from U2? Great little bit.
1: Yeah, and they're just standing there agog, Agog. like, you have to be. Yes,
0: and she is, in fact, fucking with them. Yeah. Yes.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, I called this episode, though, I called it Women Are Baddies.
0: (laughs) What? Okay. Because
1: we have a sort of a theme going on. We... Go to – so when they decide, they're like, oh, there's some evidence that makes us think that Sting might be at fault here. Yes. Well, we can't just say that on a public podcast. Right. We have to uh, – we should ask somebody's um, – We should get some evidence and figure get out some how evidence to and opinion. About Or, like, some advice on how to do this. And who's their
0: favorite podcaster? Yes,
1: it's Tina Fey's character, Cinda Cinda Channing. Yes. And so they... Well, Charles has a friend in the building who used to play with...
0: Friends' kids used used to to play play with with Lucy.
1: Lucy. And Lucy is his ex-girlfriend's daughter. Right. We find out. And... Then that friend, his kids Charles also really play with Tina Fey's kids or go to school with Tina yeah. Fey's kids, and so that that person in the building is going to hook Charles and Oliver and Mabel up to go talk to Cinda Channing, which they're like so amazed and happy about.
0: And by the way, I want to point out the part again back to the whole visual metaphor of these episodes. This episode is bookended by mm. Cinda doing a a new voiceover narration. Yes. yes, she's doing a podcast voiceover and throughout this episode charles steve martin is haunted by people dressed up in suits of bugs bunny and porky pig like you would find at an amusement park yes so they're just like standing at the end of the hall it's this creepy little shining moment where it's just like what is this weird like ghost like apparition down there yeah
1: but it's also um shoot what was that movie in 2001 the big bunny and um, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with Echo and the Bunny Men in the soundtrack. It's Donnie Darko.
1: Donnie Darko, yes. That was at Sundance the same year I was. Well, look and at you, so fancy so I got to meet lady. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jill- yes, you got it. And Jill. We'll go Jill Maggie Gyllenhaal. Okay, anyway, Donnie Darko. So, <laughs> Donnie yes, Darko, it has a, it has like a feel of like, to me, at least, it had ominous. that that Donnie Darko kind of yes. feel to it.
0: You're, you're 100% correct, by the way. That okay. is exactly Thank what's you. going on.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and we don't know why until yeah. we do know why. Right.
0: We'll get to that, but women yeah. are baddies. So they go see Cinda.
1: Yeah. And she is going to, she's getting acquired, her podcast company. Mm-hmm. And she does give them advice, and it's perfectly fine. And she, f- frankly, is seems kind of perfectly fine except for the fact that she also seems a
0: little she seems a little manipulative yeah and opportunistic yes like she, like she does not seem trustworthy
1: no no not at all
0: but they fawn over her oh, oh my gosh, gosh watching so them have much. so much fun like watching them fan out on her is amazing
1: yes and that is just the it's delightful. Best. It's charming. It's so delightful because you know that we have all done that to them yes. at some point. And you point. know that
0: like when Tina met them, she was fawning all over. Like, she yes.
1: had to have, yes. right? Yes. I mean, she was used to meeting all kinds of famous people at SNL. But the first SNL. time you meet
0: a famous person, it's oh. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Her character, Cinda, not so nice.
1: Yes. So she's kind of a baddie. Then it turns out that Amy Ryan uh, is Jan, a bassoonist, the bassoonist. Jan more asks, music
0: in this episode yeah
1: asks charles out on a date basically
0: after they have this like nice little duet in the courtyard like yeah. he hears her playing her bassoon by the window and he picks up the concertina which we are still fans of yes and he <laughs> plays it. they play a little couple tunes back and forth and then she disappears from the window and you think it's this little another little heartbreaking moment yeah. for charles but it turns out that she slipped a note under his door, yes, and, and it's uh,
1: not on the same paper that Oliver's note was on, but it is the same kind of like thick sharpie, and yes. it might even be the same kind of handwriting almost.
0: I couldn't tell on my handwriting because because the, the original note was all in uppercase, and that's the thing about oh, like uppercase—you right. can't tell yeah. handwriting. Yeah. But this and this one was slid under the door, not placed on the door. But yes. it's all very much just like, hmm, yeah. Cause you because you also didn't really like her in this date that she went on. She's yes, she invited Charles out for a date and you weren't pleased with
1: I, that. I I mean the the date is okay, it's fine. She's sharing and she and he says makes an ass of himself. he makes an ass of himself. But you just don't like why is she even in this? Like why are we seeing this date happen or any of this any of this blossoming of this relationship? I mean, it's what so she she shares big stuff about her life. Yes. And she says, and this is I noticed it's directly in the middle of the episode. She says, we are this is what her therapist mm-hmm. actually. She's relating what her therapist has says. We are all driven to recreate the damage of our first wound so we can change the ending. Mm. Um, and so I think. That that is what is happening with Charles.
0: Well, oh, absolutely! What's happening with Charles? Like He's was,
1: recreating that with her, trying yeah. to make it different. I mean, okay, it's obvious. Every time you try to get into a relationship, you're like, no, this one's going to work.
0: Well, um, that was. All, I mean, it was also that was the whole. So Charles, does, so she, Jan reveals this very like personal story about her father and how she, and her ex boyfriend and how she always felt second in her life, which is yes. why she brings up that quote. Her father married somebody else and loved her stepsister more than her. Her ex-boyfriend would always insist on going first and always make her go second. So she's she's trying to – like that would be the wound that she's trying to cure. Yeah. And she opens it up. She reveals this like vulnerable part of herself. And then Charles cannot respond in kind at yeah. all. He like, her down. Yeah, until
1: later on when well, he is exactly motivated it. to – share and he goes to her room and he said or goes to her apartment and says it's like a dorm room that's why i feel like <laughs> <laughs> going to the the doors reminds me of going to a dorm room anyway he goes to her apartment knocks on the door and he tells the story of his last relationship where his the girlfriend woman and girlfriend mother. thought that she was meeting a man who was very interested in travel and adventurous and he is not adventurous he likes to stay at home he doesn't like to travel and she had a daughter and he was actually really into making a stable life for her young daughter yeah and she he is like okay well
0: omelets every morning which is the scene from the first episode that we saw yeah
1: and then we find out he says oh i invited her or i paid for us to go on a cruise to celebrate our anniversary but then it's it was an turned out it was a family cruise right. that he wanted cuz he cruise. wanted lucy to go on it the daughter and he also had porky pig and
0: he had booked
1: bugsy bugs bunny to be at the anniversary dinner
0: but prior to the anniversary dinner the, his ex-girlfriend took Lucy on an island excursion and never came back because she wanted to break up with him and she just thought in the middle of this final break would be best for the daughter. So he is sitting alone and heartbroken at this table as like Porky Pig and Bugs Bunny like celebrate and throw confetti around him, which is why he's haunted by them throughout the episode. And once he's able to share this with her, they disappear. So like clearly the whole like we're trying to trying to cure this wound from the last time we're meant to think that that's the wound that he has just healed.
1: Yeah. I just don't think – I don't think that she's right for him. You're not
0: buying it. You're not buying it. No.
1: Because I think that, yeah, I mean, it's fine to be a sexy woman, you know, and, a, and who wants – yeah, all of that is fine. But he just wants to stay at home. And unless mm-hmm. she means that she just wants to stay at home and – have sex all the time, which is great, and, you know, go to work and play her instrument, then I guess that's fine. But we just don't know about that with her. I mean, so far when he says, oh, I booked this cruise, she says, oh, how romantic. And he says, well, yeah, that's what Emma thought, too. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, maybe you're not right for him because you don't realize that, like he kind of wants a family he wants he played take me out to the ball game when, when on his yeah. concertina like expecting her to play that back and that's when she kind of disappears and asks him out on a date so it's forgiven but at the same time like that's a big i feel like that's a big thing for him is like he just kind of wants to stay home go to the yeah she's local not she's not playing and,
0: she's not playing with she's playing with him but she is not improvising and adding to what he yes, and out him. There. He is not. Yes. yes, she is not. Yes, anding him. Yeah. So, and I mean, uh, to be fair, he is not doing a good job of that with her either. And so, I I don't know. But but it sounds like you are picking Jan for your guest this week.
1: I am, and then of course, in terms of like women or baddies.
0: Yes. Then oh, at yeah. the
1: end of this episode, of,
0: let's talk about the ending of the episode. Yep.
1: Will the vet and mm-hmm. Oliver's son comes in? He's come all the way from Jersey. Yeah. To say that Winnie the dog has recovered and she's fine. Thank goodness. And he just listened to the podcast and he can't believe that he's doing the podcast with Mabel because she was good friends with Tim Kono. They were inseparable and she is bad news.
0: She is bad news, which they didn't know, which Martin and Which Martin and Steve didn't know about, so Charles and Oliver didn't know about. So they're shocked at this, and they're like, what's going on? And Mabel, meanwhile, like I said, in the past episode, she had found this clue. She thinks she's figured out where this address, what this address means, and she's going, she leaves the apartment to go to this address, and one of their main suspects is Tie-Dye Guy, um, who is seen going up the stairs as opposed to down the stairs at the... time of the original Tim Kono's death the first episode so tie-dye guy is out there tie-dye guy starts following her down the street Mm -hmm. as she leaves the apartment building which I just want to say Selena Gomez is dressed impeccably throughout this whole series so far and her coat is amazing and fantastic but it does look like a dead Muppet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's got that fake kind of fur thing happening to, it, like, a really big shag rug kind of flavor to it. Uh, I that's, like...
1: I mean, that's kind of the just the look. Of I know her, it's because the... it's the first. I, I was gonna say you made this joke because the first scene that we see her in the first episode, she's mm-hmm. wearing a short version of that coat in like oh. a bright yellow or a bright. I can't remember, but it's a bright color. And the other day, I and she's wearing headphone yes. Beats headphones in another bright color. I think they're red. Yeah, or like like hot pink maybe. Our TV sometimes doesn't show color the right way. Anyway, I, the other day I was looking out the window and there was a woman walking down the street in that jacket. And I think she might've even had Beats on. And I was like, I wonder what murder she's solving. Like <laughs> She was walking down the street in LA.
0: <laughs> so one final thing. So they, they suddenly know that they can't trust Mabel. Mabel's being stalked by tie-dye guy. And the episode bookends with cinda channing narrating the new podcast all about second chances when you realize she's talking about them and yes. she's got a new podcast coming and out it says only like five months in the future 15 i think is what i 15 wrote down. Months 15 in months in the future in the future yeah so. and yet
1: called only murderers in the building right
0: so, so she has
1: stolen their maybe, concept.
0: Maybe, but they're so this is the thing like I'm not sure I think we're meant to believe that her concept that she stole their concept or she stole their story, but or that she's investigating them. I wonder, however, like because she got bought for thirty million dollars in this, and it's fifteen months later. I'm wondering if they sold their podcast to her. I wonder. I'm wondering if that's yeah for thirty million dollars. Exactly. This this is going to be a little (laughs) bit of a misdirection in here. And in the like, sure, she's like Sharky, but she's actually she bought it. And so I think that's just a red herring. I think that's going to be totally fine. Watch, I'm going to be totally wrong about this. Yeah,
1: I can't. I am also enjoying that in the last episode, in the the last kind of moments, he or no, I guess it is in this episode where. He says, Well, they, they came for me. They came for the leader of the yes. podcast. And they're like, You're the leader of the podcast? And then they keep making jokes on like yes. follow the leader or something, the leader or whatever. And yeah, so and did Oliver need the money? And so he sold the podcast?
0: Yes, maybe. To Cinda?
1: So maybe, I don't know. Just all the women seem a little suspect,
0: which leads to your guess and my guess your guess so you're guessing jan and i I am i this is the thing i still i'm still on i'm still basically on team jan um but i will say just for the sake of like go throwing it out there and getting a little different and following the same logic as last time the only other person who has no motive or anything like that is anita sting's assistant Mm. so right now according to that logic anita is like number one suspect on my list right now she at least needs to go on the murder board
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Because she
0: was clearly trying to convince Sting that he was responsible for this and helping him move things up. So she wants to get out of town, too. Yeah, she does. There you go. Yeah, she's helping
1: him move the rainforest tour up.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, like, he really does know how to, like, poke fun at himself. Yes. And I appreciate that.
1: Is that what you appreciates about him? <laughs>
0: that is. <laughs> Nothing to do with his music at all. <laughs> Not true. Lots of hits. Like, you did, this, this is, so yes, we did see Sting last fall. And this is what I told my friends when I was talking about the show. I was like, this is the thing. You don't get to be Sting unless you're Sting. People don't get to make fun of you for being self-serious and trying to write serious music and appearing in all these movies. Like, you don't get to be that person unless you are an incredibly gifted and talented songwriter who is really amazing live and knows how to put on a show and has incredible tons of charisma. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. You, like, you don't get the one without the other. So, yeah. Sting has earned it all. Yeah. like Let's be clear.
1: Yeah. Really so. great.
0: All right. Well, we'll find out if he has uh, earned our uh, dismissing him as a suspect in the next episode, I suppose. I'm, so. I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be okay. i <laughs> will see you then.
1: See you then.